0: the panhandle news network the views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the panhandle news network wepm and wcst or west virginia radio corporation here we go welcome to panhandle live on wepm and wcst the panhandle news network panhandle live is brought to you by sutton and janelle attorneys at law Visit their new location at 224 West King Street, Martinsburg, and online at suttonandjanelle.com. Here are your hosts of the 2022 WVBA Talk Show of the Year, Jordan Warner and Marsha Kavalik.
1: It is Tuesday, the 11th. You're tuned Panhandle Live. Brought to you by Sutton & Janelle. Full service law firms from West Virginia and Maryland. I individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs. Family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit their historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me... Here's Marsha Kavalik. Marsha, good morning.
2: Good morning. I've barely talked to you today. <laughs> I know.
1: It's how it's been the last couple of days. It been seems busy like around with your here.
2: sports ball friends.
1: Well, it's that time of year. Halfway yeah. through, you got football. You know, it's starting its uh, track towards the postseason. You got basketball starting to wind itself mm-hmm. up. That time of year.
2: Yeah. So uh, hope springs eternal. Our next guest. Has her hat on with her flying WV. Mm-hmm. I don't know oh, yes. if she meant to do that or, or yeah, but uh, welcome in, Mary Beth Blair. <laughs> Thank you.
3: Appreciate that. Oh, yeah. Big WV fan. We have season tickets, so we try to get to a lot of the games and to some of the uh, on-the-road games as well. So mm-hmm.
2: Ride or die. That's right. They're just faithful, faithful That's fans. That's right.
3: Well, today you're here to talk about Apple Harvest Festival, which is around the corner. It It is is at the end of this week. That's right. Um, Well, thanks for having me on, guys. I'm uh, happy to be here on behalf of our board. I serve on the Mountain State Apple Harvest Festival board, and we have four days of Yes, just back to back events coming up this weekend. We're so excited after two years of one year of nothing, basically, other than the apple trample virtually. And then last year, we had a modified uh, schedule because of things going up and down, you Mm -hmm. know, that we weren't sure we could only you plan this. uh, Literally, as soon as we finish this week, we will be planning next year. So some of the things that just we couldn't do last mm-hmm. year because of the timing more than anything but this year everything full on we have new events as well so it's apple harvest time and i mean i don't even know which direction to go into to share with you because we are doing so much so Let's you start ask chronologically me questions. okay okay so someone wants to know the, the full rundown from thursday through sure. sunday Well, I mean, officially Thursday night at the at the Charlestown Racetrack at Hollywood Casinos, we kick off with our annual Royal Gala. And that event is very special. It's a tradition in the festival. Um, This will be our 43rd festival. And the gala gathers um, local orchardists, a lot of people who sponsor the event, the court, uh, our our grand marshal will be there. And it's a sort of a very fancy events who kick off the the what celebrates the harvest season. So those people who are part of the festival, those people who give us a reason to celebrate the orchardist, and we will name and, and present our honored West Virginian, who is uh, Bobby Taylor, who's the owner of Taylor Farm Markets. Maybe many people know him. So that's Thursday night. Then Friday, we get going really quickly. We have the uh, Queen Pomona Brunch at 10 a.m. We have the coronation of our uh, 43rd Festival Queen And that will take place at Airborne Church, and that's open to the public 6 p.m. After that, we have the grand ball to celebrate that coronation. And this year we are crowning our maid elect who will be crowned is Olivia Claire Travis. She's a senior at Martinsburg High School. Many people know her as well. And then, boy, oh boy, Saturday and Sunday is just incredible. We have our of course our Apple the Bob uh, Baroner Apple Trample returns, 5K um, Apple Trample. We have the the Parade Grand Feature Parade returns to downtown Martinsburg. We're so excited about that. And then at the fairgrounds, we have tons of things going on. Friday actually rewind back to Friday, the Apple Pie Baking Contest will take place down at the Berkeley County Youth Fairgrounds. Yummy. Mm-hmm. And we will sell those pies all weekend after they've been judged. The top 10 are auctioned off on Sunday. That's a fun thing but Saturday down at the fairgrounds all day long if the parade's not your thing just head on down to the fairgrounds because it'll be probably less crowded Mm -hmm. on Saturday morning and yeah (laughs) nine to four nine to actually six on Saturday our pop-up shops and arts fair we have over 60 vendors um that evening we have a brand new event we're bringing back from the um, the youth fair we are bringing back the rodeo which is hugely popular we're having a rodeo at the apple harvest festival we're so excited about that. so that's, that's wild four o'clock on fr- saturday sunday all day um Eight to or nine to four, we'll have the pop-up shops and arts fair again. And also on Saturday and Sunday both days, if you love pancakes, there is an <laughs> apple themed pancake <laughs> breakfast from eight to noon both days. Mm-hmm. It's a great price. I believe I think maybe eight dollars. I can't remember off the top of my head, but four hours of pancakes. So good. And <laughs> apple themed. It's so delicious.
1: And that's all at the fairgrounds?
3: It's all at the fairgrounds. Yeah. So yeah and I'll Sunday there's back a car a, show too. I'll so. come
1: back from a wedding.
3: So Come by and ready eat. to eat. It Coming is right through so that way too. Good. If I have to ask yes. mm. Sunday, we also crown our baby apple seed, and we have live entertainment all afternoon. Our grand marshal, Vicky Bullet, will be with us all weekend. And we just yeah, so that's kinda like that. I do do pretty good. You to did cover unbelievable. Up? That was incredible. It's like just ingrained <laughs> in my brain. You so. can either,
2: even go to church at the fairgrounds yes. on Sunday, Central yes. Chapel.
3: That was so nice last year. I really enjoyed that. They did a great job with well, it. Well, I'm, so. sure
1: uh, I'm sure that I'm sure y'all are pretty excited to finally have this back up yes. properly running. Oh, I know out, with, uh, out at Apple Butter this past weekend in Berkeley Springs, apparently yeah. they had record numbers there just because oh, I'm sure. you know, people want to go back mm-hmm. and start doing this stuff again.
3: Hey, and also we had such terrible weather two weekends ago. So right. last weekend was nice. It's going to be beautiful for mm-hmm. us this weekend. We had rain last year. So we are just so looking forward to a sunny Apple Harvest Festival.
2: Okay. So you've, you've been around Apple Harvest for a bit. Yes, I have. What are some of your favorite memories from Apple Harvest's past?
3: Easy, easy. I mean, and I I think everybody in Berkeley County probably would say this first, and it is true. The the most popular event, is the grand feature parade. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves a parade, right? And I have so many memories of growing up going with all of my family members. We would lay our blankets out on the, you know, sidewalks and we had special spots that we would. It was a family gathering and that's what we hope Apple Harvest is for people. It's a time you say, you know, I'm going to go home this weekend cuz it's Apple Harvest Festival. We're going to go to the parade, maybe catch some of the events, whatever ones, you know, work with your schedule, but the parade by far is always the highlight. It just it it, it I, I don't know. That's where all my <laughs> memories stem. And unfortunately, growing up, that's, I don't, I remember the arts and crafts fair some, mm-hmm. but not as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, you know, the parade. And then my daughter dances. Well, she did when she was in, in that age bracket and she was in all the Apple Harvest Parade. Sure. So I've walked it, marched it. I was in the band in high school. I remember marching as a, you know, in, in the band, in uh, in the parade as a band member. So, and I get the honor of actually calling the, the, um, oh, so you're the, the. I'm the, the caller. parade, parade yeah. announcer. So this year I'm excited to have a, a, a former Queen Pomona, uh, Caitlin Folero She is going, uh, her maiden name is uh, Wagner. Many people know her by that. She's a school teacher in Berkeley, or actually she was Berkeley County Schools. Now she's in Virginia, but uh, she's going to help call the parade with me. And so we're going to have a great time doing that down on the square. A lot of reminiscing, a lot of reminiscing. And we're so grateful to BCT, uh, the community, our community bank for being our over. We have tons of sponsors, but there are overall great grand sponsor and they will have a big VIP lawn party for their staff and the court right across from where we're announcing at Jordan and Hess right in front of the lawn there. You know, I can't not give them I mean, so many people and give of finances and time to the festival is just uh, is ridiculous. We have no paid staff and it takes an absolute village to pull this off. But BCT has volunteers at every single event. They bring them out in full force. They are so behind us on this and we just it's huge. And so we are just so grateful that they see this as a vital part of our community and appreciate their support.
1: Can you let people know uh, what the route is for the Oh, absolutely. Parade? King,
3: King Street. You, we're going to h- start kind of like at the Tennessee Avenue you know, uh, mark. King Street all the way to Raleigh. Make a left onto Raleigh. And then we'll make a right onto Martin. And then hit Queen Street and take Queen all the way to Martinsburg High School. Just so. has got it memorized. I know. All right, everything <laughs> ingrained. I mean, we do the social media for the, the festival. So, mm-hmm. like, literally... Around the clock. That's all I eat, breathe, sleep, drink during Apple Harvest season. If you really
2: wanted to do the whole day on Saturday, yes. you could you could hit the the Bob Baroner, then you could do the parade and uh and then head over to the fairgrounds for the vendor events. Yes. and then at four that rodeo. Oh, I, yeah. this is out, bull riding, barrel racing. Yes. Four
3: PM. It's gonna be so much fun. I can't wait.
1: Well, can you let people know where to go to find out more information?
3: Absolutely. The two best spots to find all the details of every single event, well, the very best place is our website, is www.msahf.com or our Facebook and Instagram. Both have all the events um, set up on there. You can dig through there and find it all.
1: Well, Mary Beth Blair, thank you for joining us this morning.
3: Absolutely. I appreciate it.
1: And stick around for more Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. From Pawpaw to Harper's Ferry,
0: from Martinsburg to Winchester, it's Panhandle Live with hosts Jordan Warner and Marsha Kavalik.
1: Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firm, serving West Virginia and Maryland. You can visit their historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Icehorter. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. And Marsha, selling a home doesn't have to be stressful, you know. It really doesn't. It seems like a very stressful thing. I mean, it, sometimes it is a very stressful thing. Uh, but, you know, you got to find the right people to work with and work, you know, uh, work with, yeah, to kind of ease your mind and keep things kind of on track. And Liz McDonald and the Dangerous Group, they are just the folks to be doing that. Now, she was saying a couple of days ago when she uh, rang me up on the phone, said Mary and Justin, well, they were deciding that they wanted to get out of Maryland, move to West Virginia, right? A lot of people do that nowadays, coming across the border uh, to live down here. So, uh, you know, she went on to say that their busy lives, they had work, they had Kids, they had, you know, classes, different things like that. It stressed them out trying to figure out uh, through the process and, you know, gave them a lot of uh, headache and things moving forward. So when they ended up contacting Liz, her and her team, well, they helped them out and they planned the marketing strategy for them. And then once their house was listed, they had an offer accepted in seven days, which included a 59-day rent back uh, from the buyers, which is a pretty good little pump back and money into your pocket. So Liz found them the perfect home. And just like that, they were moving the great state of West Virginia, a tale that you uh, hear echoed many times over nowadays, it seems. So Liz understands that sometimes things change. If they do uh, and you need to get out of your contract, well, you can. So call the only agent that I would trust would sell my house. That's Liz McDonald of the Danger Realty Group. Give her a call, 304-885-7645. Or you can Google the danger Group and get top dollar for your home. Not bad. That'll work. Okay. What do you think?
2: Alrighty. <laughs>
1: so what's going on, Marsha?
2: So, uh, as you know, last late last week, um, the Hope Scholarship was reestablished in West Virginia, um, and uh, West Virginia Treasurer Riley Moore has a special meeting of the Hope Scholarship Board set for tomorrow. Uh, he visited with Hoppy yesterday on Talkline to talk about where you know where this stands, where folks are moving forward, and whether or not you know if you. Uh, applied for and uh, were granted the Hope scholarship for your family for your student um, you know whether or not you have to reapply and all of that so I thought it would be a good uh, good time to revisit that conversation in in case folks missed that
4: okay so last week the state Supreme Court uh, removed the legal blockade to the Hope scholarship. Hope scholarship is the uh, state approved scholarship that will, provide for this year about forty three hundred dollars to families who are taking their students out of public school putting them in the private school and also money to pay for certain ancillary education expenses but again the program was on hold it's being run through the treasurer's office so how does the program get restarted say treasurer riley moore joins us on metro news Talkline. good morning riley how are you good
5: morning happy uh, happy columbus
4: day and to you happy columbus day to you another work day for uh, some of us, but other people enjoying a day off. I think the state's off today, but I appreciate you coming on. So how do you get this thing restarted?
5: Well, we've already begun uh, starting this thing right back up after the ruling. Uh, We had contingency plans in place. Uh, As we talked previously, I thought this was constitutional, obviously, the entire time. The uh, court reaffirmed that uh, feeling on my end. And so what I am doing now is, This Wednesday, I'm calling for an emergency board uh, meeting because there are some things that we have to address to get this thing back on track. So the first thing, I'm going to file and ask for an emergency rule to get approved by the board. That rule is going to include two things. One is that everyone who was previously approved for Hope Scholarship does not need to reapply. Let me repeat that does not need to reapply if the board approves this rule, which I believe they will. Secondly, um, in that rule is going to be the essentially reimbursement for the full amount of the Hope Scholarship for this academic school year. So this semester that we are almost done with, if you had been approved for the Hope Scholarship and went ahead, and went into, say, a private school or uh, did a uh, home you pulled your child out of public school to do one of those two things, they will receive the full amount. Now, if you had started a private school and then pulled your child back to public school, but there were days that were spent in private school, there will be a prorated amount that will be reimbursed, and obviously the funds will still go out as planned for this next semester starting in January, the first week of January. So to summarize all that, we want to make everybody whole, and then we want to make sure that uh, all HOPE scholarship families, and students that were approved previously uh, do not need to go back through that process
4: again. Uh, Riley, there, and this may be micro down too much, but there might have been expenses that individuals had that, that not just the tuition a private school, that qualify under HOPE. Uh, will they be reimbursed as well? Do they have to have some documentation? I mean, how would they do that?
5: Yeah, we would need to have some level of documentation on that to make sure that, uh, <clears throat> that they are uh, reimbursable expenses. But yes, we, we're trying to cover all of that uh, anything that was incurred under the uh, pretense and thought process that this was going to be in place. Obviously, the plug was pulled there at the last minute with the injunction. And this is none of these students' faults, none of the children's uh, fault or the parents, and we want to make sure that we're able to make everybody whole.
4: So State Treasurer Riley Moore's with us. So uh, families who have been approved for the Hope Scholarship. They don't need to reapply, but there might be, what, some paperwork or forms to fill out for the reimbursement?
5: Um, We will need to have some verification that they went ahead and decided to either do homeschool or private school, um, and they were previously approved for Hope Scholarship. So they would have had to have been approved already. So these are the folks that uh, had been awarded, but then the money uh, had not transferred. And that's actually the next piece of this, is getting the money moved over uh, to the Hope Scholarship recipients, which that is actually in itself going to take some time. There's $23 million in funding uh, that the legislature appropriated for the Hope Scholarship Program. That money currently resides at the Department of Education, and we are working with them to transfer those funds as quickly as we can. So once we get those funds transferred, then we're going to work with the state uh, auditor's office to transfer the funding to our program manager, and get all that stuff in place. And then the last thing I need to mention on this is that our education market assistant, and that is the platform that providers and families were using, but specifically for providers, we weren't able to get all the providers in in the timeline uh, before the injunction, so we're obviously going to open that back up. So all education providers that are out there in the state are able to get into the system Uh, who are uh, eligible to receive uh, Hope Scholarship dollars from the students that are paying tuition or other educational costs.
4: And I would assume, I shouldn't assume, is is a lot of this information on the website?
5: Yes, a lot of this information is on the website, and that board meeting will be Wednesday afternoon, that emergency board meeting where I'm going to offer that emergency rule.
4: Got it. Okay, Riley Moore, state treasurer, on uh, what now to get the Hope Scholarship program kind of restarted, if you will. Riley, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it.
1: It kind of seems like there's never an appropriate answer when it comes to this Hope Scholarship stuff. Seems like there's no right answer.
2: Well, you know, at least uh, least the parents have options and the parents that thought they were going to have options for school are now kind of getting some of right. that money back. Um, I think the timing was just weird as some of the folks that we've had on have said it would have been, it would probably would have been easier on the families if some of these decisions had been made well ahead of school starting. Oh yeah. Um, but it was like
1: the week before this, when the, the gavel dropped was on pretty, it, right?
2: It was pretty close to, and and you know, a lot of these parents had already made these plans. So uh, whether you believe in this as a program or not, um, hopefully if If things are maintained for next year, it's a little more seamless, hmm. you know because you know obviously there are some businesses that have started up as a result of this because they said, well, you know West Virginia is going to need more private school options, and uh you know, so hopefully this will have some stability, yeah, if for no other reason than just stability's sake. Mm-hmm.
1: Very interesting. And I'm sure it will uh, be an ongoing topic of conversation that uh, we will be updating you on.
2: Yeah. Follow more on metronews.com. And as well as the Amendment 2 issue, um, of course, uh, Governor Justice has been going around the state talking about why he doesn't support it. And as we had on our, um, you know, on our airwaves and on Metro News, um, some of the local delegation are you know disputing that and so there's a story uh up top on metro news this morning as a matter of fact about roger henshaw speaker of the house and uh senate president craig blair talking
1: well, about that. well stick around after the break we'll be chatting with jules roan she's a uh, business lady out in berkeley springs and we all know that it's tough to run a business so anytime you hit a you know year milestone it's always a big deal especially when it's 25 years right. in business so we'll be speaking with jules here after the break on panhandle live on wpm and wcst the panhandle news network
0: live and local it's panhandle live with hosts jordan nice warner and Marsha Kavalik.
1: welcome back to panhandle live brought to you by sutton and janelle full service law firm serving us virginia and maryland you can visit their historic location in downtown martinsburg at 224 west king street you can always find them online at sutton and janelle.com jordan nice warner alongside me is Marsha Kavalic, and Marsha, as we know, it is—it's uh, pretty tough to keep a business running, especially this day and age, or last couple of years, uh, especially. So, if you do, if you are able to hit those kind of milestone mm-hmm. anniversaries, it's a big deal.
2: Absolutely. And our next ju- guest joining us via phone has has been able to say she's done it for 25 years. Ooh. Jules Roan joins us via phone. Welcome in. Thank you so much for having me. So, uh, you know, I was looking over the bio information that you sent, and you started. And hats off to you for being a teenager willing to enter the workforce and all of that. Um, tell tell the story because this started at seventeen.
6: It did, yes. Um, well, I, I actually, of course, had worked long before that, um, saving up money. And in um, 1997, I was uh, working in a little art gallery. And, um, the owner decided that she wanted to sell and, um, I had this wild and crazy idea and decided to buy the, the store. And that was 25 years ago.
1: So did you always want to open up a business? I mean, you kind of talked about it there, but even when you, when you were a little kid were you, you know, play business lady or something like that?
6: Actually, my cousin and I would play store. We, we would make little things, and we we would make our parents come and buy things at our store. So yes, actually, I did. That's funny. <laughs>
1: well, how did you have good business then?
6: Oh well, you know, it, they were a tough sales sometimes. Well, but, wow, you, know. <laughs> you just honed
2: your your skills, right? From exactly, from, exactly, from a yes. young age. But uh, it's incredible, though. You say that you know you started working for this art gallery. You were seventeen in May and then um, by August you were kind of managing the the store and then
6: she made me manager in in August and then in October I bought it. That's amazing.
2: So uh, obviously she saw something in you that she felt she could trust and you obviously had some talent but it's much you know it that's much different than being in charge of having a storefront and also you know, inventory and managing—you know—the taxes and all of that.
6: Was that overwhelming to you at all as a seventeen-year-old? There were certainly times that it was, and I think part of it was—I mean, I—I—not <laughs> not to toot my own horn—I've always sort of been older than I am, so I, I definitely was prepared for all of that. You know, I—I um, I toured with my mom's theater company for my entire childhood. So, you know, I started filling out tax forms when I was like eight because that, that was math lessons for, you know, she she, and she would help me do it, obviously, and double check everything. But that was part of learning how to, um you know, how how to have a life <laughs> is, is that you have to learn things like that is how to deal with taxes and how to how to fill out forms and how to do everything like that. So thankfully to my mother, I had um, a basis to start with with all of that. Was it always called Jewels and Channing Gifts? Well, when I bought it, it wasn't. Um, uh, it, it was Whisperwood Studio, and um, I spent so long trying to come up with the right name. And then it just sort of it sort of made sense to call it by my name to share a part of myself, but also because J U L E S is how I spell my name. But you know, a jewel J E W E L is sort of what I hope to be sharing with my customers. And
2: talk about what you offered then as opposed to what you have now.
1: Yeah, how's your uh, business? How's your shop transformed over the years?
6: Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness. Well, that's part of it, is that, you know, if, if you want to stay in business, you have to keep transforming. Um, and, and that's, you know, change is hard, but, but that, that, that's the only way that, that you keep going. So um, the one thing that I actually still have that I carried 25 years ago was um, this a line of collectible carved boxes from England. And I'm actually one of the largest dealers of the world in the world at this point of those boxes. Um, and pretty much everything else has changed completely since then.:
2: <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking at the list: LED luminaries, vases books, puzzles, games, mugs, socks, funny pencils and soap, wind chimes, wind, wind spinners, fairies, fidget toys, jewelry,
3: Jeez.
2: bath bombs. and and then, not only have you been a storefront, you also went to the World Wide Web.
6: Yes. Yeah, and, and I did that in 1998 when um, the internet was a fad, you know, for, <laughs> for shopkeepers. It was brand new. P- people weren't buying things online. Um, and it was, I, I think, my first page was... Um, eight pages and it had six images and they were, you know, not good images because
1: that was,
6: was, no, that, that was fancy back then. You know, (laughs) it, it was exciting. Um, and so now my, my, uh, God, I don't even know how many pages mine, uh, it is thousands and thousands of pages. And I've shipped to every state I've shipped all over the world. Um, I think I lost track at how many countries that, 25, 26. It, it, it's more than that at this point. So even though I'm in a small town, I'm able to have this worldwide presence because of the internet. Talk about that small town.
2: It was kind of an incubator for you, right?
6: Oh, absolutely. Yes. It's, it, it, it's such a special place. I mean, you know, Berkeley Springs and, and what a great place it is. And, and the, the great people that I've had around me to sort of mentor me and help me along the way and uh, a very supportive community of people. You want to shout any of them out? <laughs> Absolutely. So I would not be here without um, Terry Hamp, um, who owned Terry's back in the day, and she was always um, a, a super supportive, and still is one of my dearest friends. Um, Jeannie Moser, of course, she always um, she taught me how to do publicity when I was about fourteen, and wow. uh, was was helping with the Arts Council publicity, and she taught me how to write a press release back then. Um, things have, of course, changed since then, you know, mm-hmm. with with uh, with publicity. But um, And, of course, my mother, uh, Jill klein Roan. I would not, well, I wouldn't be here at all if she hadn't had me, but um, <laughs> she's had my back the entire time. She had to sign the papers when I actually bought the store because I was underage, so <laughs> um, it wasn't legal if I was the only one who signed them.
1: Well, Jules, before we let you go here in a few minutes, we have to get to our uh, top of the hour break. What would you tell, you know, uh, that younger Jules or that, you know, <laughs> youngster that's out there listening right now that may be thinking about starting up their business? What, uh, what would you tell them?
6: Well, you know, so, someone just asked me the, the other day, and, and the best thing that I could come up with was make sure you do your research, make sure you run all the numbers and know what you're doing. And then after that, it's a leap of faith. So be ready to leap and uh, make sure that you have a tribe behind you who's going to have your back on the way.
1: Well, real quick, tell us about Jewels and Channing Gifts. You got any deals, you got any specials going on, anything coming up? And where you're located.
6: E- yes, well, we're, we're in Berkeley Springs on Fairfax Street, right across from the Springs, um, right across from the park there. And um, we have a big party planned for this Saturday from 11 to six. Um, a bunch of my suppliers have donated door prizes. We're going to have food. We're going to have drinks. We're going to have a very good time. So hopefully people stop by and see us then. And any other time as well, the holidays are coming up, and it's a great place to come shopping. And if not, JulesAndShannonGifts.com or find us on Facebook.
1: Well, Jules, thank you for spending a little time with us this morning. Congratulations on 25 years, and we'll talk to you in so maybe another 25.
6: Oh, sounds good. <laughs> or maybe sooner, too. Yeah, maybe sooner. Maybe you're right. Take care. But thanks, Jules. Yeah. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye.
1: And that's Jules Roans from Jules Enchanting Gifts up in uh, Berkeley Springs. Pretty cool story she has.
2: Absolutely. I can't imagine at 17 opening a
1: business. Oh, I know, business. right?
2: That's just the, I don't have the entrepreneurial bone.
1: I don't either. <laughs> I don't either. But Glad she does,
2: though. That's awesome.
1: On a somewhat unrelated note. Um oh. I got, uh, of course, you know how you scroll through your social medias and you have all these ads that pop up out of nowhere for products and things. Well, I got uh, this candle company called Homesick. Now, I've heard of that before because you can get candles that smell like your state or whatever, right? And they have ones out now (laughs) that uh, smell like ballparks. Like here's one that says Fenway Park, Dodger Stadium. What do you think a ballpark-scented candle would smell like?
2: Well, as you're walking through the gate, maybe, the scent that... That hits you not from the guy's armpits who's taller than you, but but like There's the. There's one like popcorn, this one says puzzles.
1: Baton Rouge.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. They have signs. They different probably have signs. like
2: regional scents, like like so it's you know Philly steak and cheese, you know, or, right? You know something. What do you think a Martin?
1: What do you think a Martinsburg scented candle would smell like? setting you up here, apples, not uh, bad. Not
2: uh, bad. Well I was played. ready for you, buddy. Well played.
1: Well played. <laughs> well, you know who wasn't ready for uh, a class action lawsuit?
2: Oh, wow. This was, yeah, this was bizarre.
1: I know. Texas Pete. Now, uh, for those of us that are, you know, spicy food fans, Texas Pete, in my opinion, Texas Pete's like the best um, store-bought hot sauce you can get. As opposed to prescription. Yeah. Yeah, over <laughs> the counter. Um because you got, like, Texas Pete, you got Crystal, you got all the different ones. But Texas Pete, I think, is the best. Um, and, you know, I think everyone would kind of assume that Texas Pete hot sauce was made in Texas, okay. right? Well, much to the uh, surprise and confusion, I guess you could say, of uh, a gentleman out west. Well, he found out that Texas Pete hot sauce is not, indeed, made in Texas. It's made in North Carolina. Okay. So this guy out in L.A., he's decided to sue him. Through the Winston Salem-based company, the class action lawsuit. Now, a bottle of Texas Pete's three bucks. Okay. Okay. How much are you asking? How many millions of dollars are you asking in this class action lawsuit for false advertising? It's
2: class action, so like anyone Can who's bought money? anyone who's bought oh, Texas Pete. Yeah. So it's not just the guy. Like he doesn't have to have bought ten thousand bottles, right. And and feel like he's uh, aggrieved. It's class action, so they're pulling other aggrieved Texas Pete consumers, but. To me, there's an easy solution to this.
1: Just give them what?
2: Give them nothing. No, say, look, Texas Pete grew up in Texas, maybe, but um, moved somewhere else, but took his recipe with him.
1: Well, this says here, um, one of the complaints, with a name like Texas Pete, one would think the famed hot sauce is manufactured somewhere in Lone Star State. Well, it's not. And according to Texas Pete's About page um garner and his sons were thinking garner is the guy that you know created texas pete hot sauce was thinking of what to name their hot sauce mm-hmm. a marketing advisor recommended the moniker mexican joe
2: oh that order, could get him into all kinds of yeah, other trouble in
1: order to um talk about the flavors of the south and their mm-hmm. neighbors to the south and texas and things yeah. like that but they said no let's not do mexican joe which i think is a good idea and they went with texas pete so there you go And he's still
2: getting in trouble
1: still getting in trouble good figure said, nope, I've got it. And it says, nope, it's got to have an American name, said uh, Sam Gardner, the creator of it. And he said, nope, Texas Pete it is. So, here you go. Be ready. Keep your uh, your eyes peeled for maybe a little kickback from Texas Pete.
2: You'll be getting those ads. Were you injured by Texas Pete? Yeah.
1: Well, do do you remember when uh, Red Bull, they got hit with a huge class action lawsuit back in the day? Well, you remember their slogan used to be, Red Bull, it gives you wings.
2: Oh, oh goodness
1: and somebody said hey i drank a red bull and i did not get wings <laughs> and they were like well that's false advertisement you're right and they gave them a bunch of money they settled wow. it like out of court so that, that was a worked? handful of years ago oh yeah people get to do that stuff all the time you think with these like multi-billion dollar companies they don't got enough time it's like here just take take this money and get away from us and then bang there's a hundred thousand dollars in your pocket
2: well this is class action so they're inviting a lot of people who are like hey wait a minute." That's not made in Texas mm-hmm. to sign up and and get a few. Like, so, how much do you think it will be by the time it matriculates down and the attorneys take their, you know, substantive attorney fees?
1: i want to know. i want to I wanted to see the face of the people that read that lawsuit for the first time, especially like the Red Bull one and be like, what well, we're getting sued for what? It's like, well, you read it? it's like, well, this guy says he couldn't fly after <laughs> after he
2: I sprouted no Bull. wings.
1: It's like well, but guess that one's kind of tough. Like yeah, yeah, they got us, they got us on that. But yeah, Texas Pete not made in um, Texas, made in North Carolina.
2: I'm not even bothered though.
1: Are you a hot not, sauce person?
2: No. Have you met me? <laughs> my hot family sauce. members are. Yeah, my family loves the spicy well, stuff. Well, I've been
1: getting hit with all kinds of weird food related things. I got saw that uh, article about saw that article about Texas Pete that I saw a picture of pick a. A cheesecake that was all pickle flavored.
2: You know, by the way, Ugh, by the way, you don't have to, you don't have to share those Ugh. pictures with your coworkers when you see those. Yes, you do. No, you that don't. That went straight into you the really into don't. the chat. That went
1: straight into the chat. It was gross. It was g- awful. It if looks, you like pickles out there, I'm sure mm. you'd love it. But yeah, it looks like a key lime pie. It does. And it looks like that. There's even like sliced Ugh. limes and on then top, you look but closer. no, bit sliced pickles Ugh. on top of this cheesecake. Cheesecake. Why? Gross. Can't do it. No thanks. Absolutely not. If you're a pickled person and you eat one of those, I'm judging you 100%. Pickled cheesecake, gross. Look it up if you want to see something disgusting today. Pickled cheesecake. But stick around. Uh, we'll put a bow on things here on Panhandle Live in just a few minutes after the break on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network.
0: Welcome back to Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Warner and Marsha Kavalik.
1: Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland. You can visit their historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Icewater. Alongside me is Marsha Kvalik. And Marsha, know it's only Tuesday, but it's never too early to start thinking about Friday, especially when you've got big football games. Uh, in and around the area. Of course, Saturday, we got Shepherd Homecoming against Millersville, which you can listen over on 95.9 The Big Dog. Also on Saturday, over on our sister station, 92.9 WXDC, uh, Parker Stone and the Berkeley Springs Indians are heading down to Romney, West Virginia to take on the Hampshire Trojans. But your Panhandle Game of the Week, which you'll be able to hear right here on 93.7, 1340 WPM WCST. Uh, we're, t- we're hitting the road as the and Applemen take on the uh, Wheeling Park. Oof, I just forgot their mascot. They take on Wheeling Park up at uh, the island in Wheeling. So It'll be pretty fun. One. If you can't uh, make it up to the game, if you're here in Panhandle, got other things going on because it's about a four-hour drive, so we don't blame you if you can't make it. That's why we're going for you to give you all the action right here on WEPM and WCST.
2: And all three of you are going.
1: Yeah, it'll be a three-man crew. Three-man awesome. crew up in Wheeling Island. It's pretty neat. I'm looking forward to it. Wheeling's so, a cool little town.
2: If you are listening from South Berkeley County and you um, are you know, a raging fan of the Appleman, just listen in Friday night. And the guys will bring you the game from Wheeling.
1: That's right. Right here on 93.7, 1340, the Your it's
2: weekends, Your weekends are so busy now that my weekends it's football is, season. They don't
1: even count. My weekend is like Monday, Tuesday. Like a blur? Yeah, my weekend's literally Monday, Tuesday, and I'm still working for 90% of it. Wow. Well, but it's fun. That's what we get into it for, you know?
2: Has, has the dog adjusted to you being away again?
1: Oh, I feel so bad for my dog sometimes. <laughs> Cause he's alone all day, and then I get home and you know take him for a walk. Try to take him for a nice long walk, like thirty, forty-five minute walk, uh-huh. and then uh, think that that you know should cover the twelve hours he's been alone. So it's a guilt walk. Oh, it's a thousand percent a guilt walk. I try to take him on as many walks as I can, just because I feel so bad that he's. He's home. like, stop walking. He just is home asleep all day. I forgive you. And then he's all fired up when I get home, you know, and I'm like, nah, man. <laughs> not doing that and then he's trying to play and doing whatever and I feel Aww. bad I do feel bad for him. So if you if anybody out there is a dog walker, that's this is an actual legit question. Uh cuz I know that Rover is a thing too that people have been using but I'm not sure if there's Rover, you know, around here. If you know anybody that's down to walk a dog, that's a reliable source. You know, of course I'm going to be background checking these people. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh but text us 304-263-4321. I think that's all I would really need. It's all he really needs, just a consistent Somebody to walk him, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, right downtown Martinsburg, nice and easy. Uh, but if you know anybody that's a dog walker out there, or be down to walk a dog once, twice, thrice a day, uh, shoot me a text or us a text on the Panhandle Live text line three zero four two six three four three two one two zero four two six three four three two one.
2: Yeah, he uh, he needs he's some great.
1: entertainment. He's a he's a good boy. He's a big uh, big teddy bear. So, give me nice and easy. three zero four two six three four three two one. I'm in desperate need of a dog walker. <laughs> That's why I keep telling you. <laughs> you want to do it?
2: Uh, not even a little. Mm. No. You got yeah. your own
1: dog problems. We're oh, all oh dealing with dog problems, it seems.
2: Uh, yeah. During I think the dog we, days. Think, I think our dog overplayed with her best friend the other day yeah. and then just set up Stop. You've injury. heard that one before, you know? You know? So, God bless their little These hearts. These dang dogs. Yeah. You never
1: know what to do. Never know no, what don't. to do with them,
2: and they can't—they can't be like. Listen, here's where it hurts.
1: Oh, I know, and they'll just keep going. I think that's happened with my dog before too. Um, he's just gone and played and played and played and played and all day long. Mm-hmm. Different people playing with him, and he'll play fetch until he legitimately passes out. Because I almost lost—lost lost him as, in. he almost died on me. Like the, within the first week I had him, I adopted. That's him. A bad luck. Well, I don't know <laughs> if I told you, I adopted him on like a—I don't know—it uh, was a Thursday, I think, right in June. Um, so a week goes by. We're starting to get to know each other a little bit. So I decided to bring him down here, meet family, and mm-hmm. you know, see how he does with that. Does great, of course, run around the house. Although, uh, and he's only messed in the house, to my knowledge at least, like four times, right? Oh, the whole first, time you've had him, seriously. And the first time he did it was in my parents' house. The first time he got there, peed all over the place. Was it was a hilarious. He's really excited but, to see yeah, everyone. Yeah, see, that's what it was. Uh, but we take him to the dog park, and it's middle of summer. It's so hot, uh, and he just won't stop playing. Won't stop, won't stop, won't stop. And for some reason he won't he won't drink out of a water bowl that's like one of the pretend ones. Like, yeah, or like the rubber ones or whatever. Right. He won't do it. And if he sees that's other standard. dogs, I guess, if he sees other dogs drinking out of it, he won't drink out of it either. So he's playing for like an hour and a half straight and it's like ninety five hours. And he won't drink. He won't drink, won't stop, nothing. So um and he's a big boy, right? He's a beefy little, beefy little dog. So I finally get him to come back over to me and uh, all, we're all the way at the back under a tree. So we're trying to get him to hang out, whatever in the shade. He runs over pants a couple times, boom, falls, falls over. <gasps> so I'm like, Oh my goodness.
2: You've killed your dog
1: within a, within a week mm. of having him. So I pick him up and he's like still panting and whatnot, but he's passed out. Right. <clears throat> so I run him to the car. Throw him in the back in the back seat, uh, turn it on, run over to a gas station, get like six huge bottles of water, and he still just passed out in the back seat, oh and just gosh. dump all this water on top of him in the back seat of
5: the car. Terrifying. The car
1: was a mess, but and he popped right up after that, and he was good. So I've <laughs> uh, I've definitely learned the limits of uh, the dog since then, but because he doesn't know them, because he has no idea what they are. <laughs> he's just a good boy, just wants to run around. Oh, uh, but yeah. If anybody wants to walk him, shoot me, <laughs> shoot me a text. That being said. Say, I'll pay you. Mm-hmm. 304-263-4321. Or if you know of anybody, I know there's uh, different you know doggy daycares around and that rover, like I was saying, mm-hmm. is some site that now uh, you can use. So yeah, Texas us 304-263-4321. Well, we only got a few seconds left here, Marcia. You got anything else?
2: Well, just a reminder that if you want uh, to find out more information about the Mountain State Apple Harvest Fest, it is M-S-A-H-F dot uh dot org I think mm, com mountain com. state apple
1: harvest festival yeah, dot, com. dot com yeah just the uh the what initials of that yeah. but I'm trying bull riding this year and I'm trying to find a song here.
2: That when I first came here they had a huge arts and crafts show. It wasn't at the youth fairgrounds it was at the air guard mm-hmm. in the hangars. That was just like that was so amazing. So it, that's probably my favorite part of Apple Harvest. Is I've going never, to the, the vendor fairs.
1: I've never been part of an Apple Harvest. Nope. And I won't be a part um, of one this year, right. too. Yeah, we got year. football. But, um, <laughs> It's going to be nice, and it is going to be a great weekend. It's going to be a nice fall weekend for Apple Harvest, so I'm excited to uh, hear the reports, and I will be stopping on Sunday for uh, pancake breakfast mm-hmm. coming back to my buddy's wedding. That will be critical. But uh, if you missed any of the show, you can listen back to it a little bit later on over on our Pain Handle Live Facebook and Spotify page. For Marsha, I'm Jordan. it has been Pain Handle Live on WPM and WCST, the Pain Handle News Network. Have a good one. We'll talk tomorrow. Hey.
0: Martinsburg and WCST Berkeley Springs, a WVRC media station.